Now, in our uh, common vocabulary, we think Asura is a demon. And uh, given the prevalence of biblical vocabulary becoming part of English, that the idea of being evil right. or devil, satanic. Uh, but we don't have concepts like devil, evil, kind of satanic in our tradition. So, what, how would you differentiate Asura and demon and what, who is Asura, what is Asura? Yeah, so we have to understand the word Asura first of all, that it can be seen in two ways. One is that Asura means who is against Sura, mm. means who is against the Devas. And Devas are the people who are appointed to look after the management of this cosmos. So they try to disturb them for their own sake. So those are called Asuras, that is one way of seeing or Asun Ramtayeti Asura those who take pleasure in enjoying life, that is called Asura. So, in this sense Krishna uh, describes in Bhagavad Gita that there are two types of people, two types of prakriti that Asuric and Daivik and he has given a description there that what is the quality of a person who is an Asura and what is the quality of a divine person. Okay? So, Dambho Darpo Abhimanasya as somebody who is very arrogant and very proud and you know who hurts others, who exploits others, such a person is called an Asura, that is one way of understanding, that it is the nature. Other way of seeing is that Asura is also a clan. A clan? Right. A lineage? A lineage. That a dynasty? Dynasty. So, Kashyapa has 13 wives and one of them is Diti. Another was Aditi. So, sons of Aditi are called Adityas, they are the Devas. And son of Diti are called Datyas. So, they are the Asuric type of people. So, they are cousins. They are cousins. So, they are actually coming from the same. Yeah, same father. Yeah, they are basically coming from a Brahman father and Brahman mother. But because of their characteristic, because of their behavior, they are called Asuras because they are all the time fighting with their, it's just like a rivalry between cousins. So, the, the, so one is the, quali the, the, the idea of Asura based on their qualities. Right. Uh, another is that they happen to be a historical dynasty. Right. So, uh, the historical dynasty got that name. Does it mean that all of them had that quality or they just had that name? Well, some of them had that quality but not all of them. So, for example, Hiranyakashipu is a famous Asura. Right. But then we have his son who is Prahlad. So, Prahlad is also Asura. But he without those qualities. But he does not have those qualities. In fact, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Dattyanam Prahladosmi. That when he is explaining his Vibhuti Yoga, so he says, Among the Dattyas, I am Prahlad. So, he is, he is a Dattya. So, when a, a devotee. when a family name also has a meaning, then everybody gets that name, but does, does not mean that the meaning applies to them. Exactly. So, same, you know, Prahlad has. Then he has his grandson whose name is Bali. So, Bali was also a great devotee. So, like three Vedi really means knowing three Vedas. Right. Or right. Chatur Vedi means four Vedas. Right. But in the lineage sense, you know, your sons, grandsons and everybody is called like that doesn't mean that they really know all that. Yes. So, it just becomes a, a use of brand name. But the, 
the <laughs> brand name does not does not properly describe the entity. Yeah, just like these days, you know, I mean, name Gandhi has become very popular. Yeah, Gandhi is a family name. Yeah, but then there are other Gandhis. Yeah, yeah. Who have nothing you to go do to with a that. you go to a electronic store in the U.S. called Best Buy, but it may or may not give you the best buy. Right. That is the the literal brand does not have to reflect what it actually is. Yes. It's just the way it is called. So the Asura as a dynasty is a different use of the term right. from the way we use it to mean a certain kind of person, a certain quality. Yes. A certain so when it is used in the sense of characteristics, yes. then it basically describes a person who is very materialistic by nature, who is very much identifying with the physical body and who wants to enjoy materially. That is called an Asura. So, there is an interesting story in the Upanishad that, that Virochana, who was the king of the Asuras and uh, Indra, they both heard that anyone who knows what is an Atma becomes very happy and you know peaceful and liberated. So, and the, this knowledge is available with Brahma. So, they both went to Brahma, the story and they stayed there for a long time before they got their first lesson, 32 years. So, after 32 years, they got their first lesson, but Brahma did not give them the whole package in the first lecture. So, he said, okay, come, I will teach you. He took them to a lake and he says, what do you see in the lake? So, Indra says, well, I see my body. He says, that is Atma. He called Virochan, what do you see in the lake? He says, I see my body. He says, that is Atma. So, they said, wow, this is very wonderful. So, Virochan, he left and he never came back. Indra also left, but then he started thinking, well, if this body is Atma, how did this body die, his body becomes sick and this cannot be Atma. So, he came back and he studied, but Virochana, who is the Asura, he went away and he declared, he says, look guys, this body itself is the Atma and just enjoy. So, the story is actually to say that those who are identifying with the body as their own self, that is what is the basis of Asura. And then obviously, if you identify with this body, then all the bad qualities come out of that. So, I want to digress a little bit and uh, ask uh, if we have Devas and Asuras and Devas are aligned with Bhagawan, mm -hmm. the Supreme Person and Asuras are more materialistic, they are not identifying. Right. Now, if we look at the idea of Yagna, right. Yagna is sort of alignment giving back towards this cosmic process. Is there a anti-yagna equivalent? Is there some term that means those who disrupt the yagna? Yeah, the, the, these are the asuras. Asuras. That's, yeah. So, asura would, you are doing a yagna and he the whole idea is to, and he come and disrupt it. Yeah, he will do something to disrupt it or, or propagate knowledge against it. So, people in society, who are trying to build a better society, have a collective evolution of human of us uh, towards more dharma, uh, are doing a devic function, right? And that is a yagna. Yes. And those who are interfering, that blocking, they are they are doing the they are stopping the yagna, and that is asuric. That is completely asuric. So, like the word yagna, is there, like the word yagna corresponds with the devic process. Is there a word that corresponds with the Asuric process? Some anti-yagna. That is called YOLO. 
Okay. <laughs> you heard of YOLO? No, no, tell me. No, you don't hear? What is YOLO? YOLO is you only live once. You only live once. <laughs> so there's a oh. big there's a big movement going on at present. And this is considered like just like a religion. You only live once. Yeah, they call it YOLO. So you that lifestyle is the anti-yagna. That is the anti-yagna. Anti-yagna. <laughs> this is, we should remember this. You only live twice. You only live once. Yes. So that gives you this hedonistic lifestyle. Right. Uh, and then you identify with the body because the body lives once. Right. And you don't identify with the Atman because it it's not limited. Because then, then there's no question of yagya and all these things are just, yeah. you know, superstitions. Right, right. So, so that's a that's a good good way to uh, differentiate these two. So, right. yagya and yolo. <laughs> yagya, the opposite is yolo. But is there a Sanskrit word? Because there must have been people who disrupted. We know rakshas disrupting. Yeah. So this rakshasas, asuras, datyas, these are against that principle. So can we say rakshasas are, are asuric? Are asuric people? Yes. I mean, in a way, if you see, these asuras were also doing yagyas. Right. But they were doing it for, for, a for their own for selfish. Their, for YOLO purpose. Yeah. <laughs> enjoying. Yeah. So that is misuse of that knowledge. Right. Right. So the purpose is that you actually give back so that this whole system is maintained. As right. Krishna says, evam pravartitam chakram nanu vartati hai aghayur indriya rama mogham parthasa jivati. So he says that I have set up this chakra, this cycle. So if you see in the nature, there is a cycle. You know, we breathe oxygen and then there we create carbon dioxide, but the trees and plants, they are taking carbon dioxide and making oxygen. So there is a chakra. But now if I cut the trees and I don't plant, then I am disrupting the... Right. So that is asura. Hmm. This is asura. So therefore Krishna says, Aghayu <coughs> Indriya Rama. He uses the word Indriyarama. Indriya means senses, Arama means enjoying. That who is only interested in sense pleasure, that person he says is living in vain, he is Aghayu. His, mm. his life is sinful, which mm. means miserable mm. basically. Sinful means miserable life. That he is actually living a miserable life, he is causing misery to himself or herself and to others. Mm. So that's, that's why Krishna comes to eliminate them. Mm. That is the meaning of dharma sanstapana. Mm.